podcast. What works for who, in what context and why. The Monday morning commute episodes exist not to provide answers but stimulate thought, pique interest, inspire curiosity and drive self-reflection. Each episode we explore a theoretical concept, heuristic or an auto-ethnographic narrative in a short, digestible format, one that fits nicely into your daily commute. Do you listen to understand, or do you listen to reply? During a conversation, are you waiting for your turn to speak, or are you listening to the words, tone, pauses of the speaker? Analyzing, contextualizing, seeking to interpret meaning, nuance, and a deeper level of understanding. How comfortable are you with silence during a conversation? Space in between words to allow them to wash over you, to take hold of your thoughts, to acknowledge your preconceived ideas and bias, to formulate a response. Most coaches will implement some form of well-being questionnaire or athlete self-reporting measures as part of their daily routine at the start of training to establish individual training readiness. Are you taking the time to analyse responses, assess body language, noting tone, seeking an understanding of training readiness? Or are you just wanting to tell them how awesome the session is that you have planned. What are you doing with the data you collect? Is it the start of a discussion? Or numbers to put in a beautiful spreadsheet with graphs, means, standard deviation that is never acted upon? Without doubt, you'll be physically present during this process. But how mentally and emotionally present are you? Are you presenting connection with that individual that would allow them to discuss their training readiness openly, honestly? Or are you just waiting for them to finish so you can talk? An approach which might suggest what you have to say is more important. Sometimes you may have to generally shut down negative communication. But next time you're in a discussion, mentally take note of how many times you could and wanted to interrupt. Having said that, I do recognise that sport and athletic performance exists in a world of chaos, competing demands and deadlines. Be honest with that individual. If you don't have the time right there and then, say to them, I'm sorry, I want to give you my complete attention, but I've got competing demands. Can we check in after training? And make sure you do check in afterwards. 
you are providing a great service and level of respect than engaging when you're only half paying attention. What happens when you do listen? Do you immediately rush for a solution to fix the problem? In some scenarios, it's a great skill to have. But consider checking in with that person. Think about reframing your reply with, do you need me to listen or do you need some solutions from me? By providing that choice, you open the possibility of layering content, analysing what's being communicated over and above what has been said. By using your eyes and ears, does the verbal match the subtleties of body language? This can provide a deeper dive into the individual. How often do you ask follow-up questions? What does that mean for you? Tell me a little bit more if you can. What does that look like? This will add a richness of narrative and experience for you and the athlete. Because so much misunderstanding happens because of assumptions that their personal experience matches yours. Checking in or reflecting back can help provide clarity. What I'm hearing is, it sounds to me like this allows corrections to be made by the individual and challenge your own presumptions. For me, a biopsychosocial approach can be used as a framework or a bridge over the troubled waters of sporting performance through sense-making, demonstration of emotional intelligence and professional judgment decision-making. One of the athletes I work with has been off physically for the past week. Their numbers are down in the gym, their sleep, nutrition and well-being scores on the athlete's self-reporting measures are significantly down for the past three days. I open up the conversation with my interpretation of their body language in the gym environment. They let me know that their child is currently teething, which has resulted in disrupted sleeping patterns, which has thrown off daily routines, including nutrition and emotional well-being. I ask if they need me just to listen, and they are free to have a rant if so desired, or provide some solutions. They ask for a little bit of both. I take five to ten minutes to listen to the hardships of parenting, and then I look to provide some short-term solutions within the performance environment to accommodate this change in lifestyle. Possible solutions are amending the volume of training, change when they access SNC sessions to suit their energy levels, develop a number of home workouts to accommodate childcare responsibilities, partner that individual with someone during gym sessions to increase motivation. By understanding that individual's psychosocial environment, we can drive the physical. And it all starts by listening.
I hope you enjoyed listening to that episode. If you did, please consider liking, subscribing, reviewing, and sharing the podcast. It really does help. 